0: going to jump into Psalm 90. And really, for the most part, when we read a psalm in the book of Psalms, we could feel pretty confident that it was written by David. However, today, Psalm 90 is not written by David. It is written by Moses. And it really is a prayer psalm that we'll take a look at. It's going to have three parts. I've divided this psalm into three parts. We have verses one through four, and that's going to, we're going to talk there about life can be fast. Life can move fast. Secondly, uh, verses five through 12, here we're going to talk about facing sin and death or uh, be out of touch with reality. We'll explore that topic. And then third, verses 13 through 17, I want to look at the unfailing. Uh, unfailing God's unfailing love carries us through so let's dive in here and look at life can be fast let me read verse four to you because that's probably one of the one of the most familiar verses to us and it is this a thousand years in your sight are like a day that has just gone by or like a watch in the night you know life can move fast And not simply because we have so much information at our fingertips, but going from zero to 80, going from uh, newborn to death can seem fast. When we're in our 20s, it's almost like, come on, can you hurry up a little bit? I, I, I kinda wanna get there. You know, you're, you're, you're dreaming about that time of finishing your education, uh, starting your job, getting married, having, having a family, uh, and, uh, and, and then at some point in time, you realize that that has actually happened pretty quick. And then you're on the other side where you are talking about retirement. You are um, making your will out which you should have done that when you were younger, but you're really making sure your will is in place and you're talking about funeral plans. Uh, so really, no matter where you are, the truth is, is that life can move fast. And the reality that I think that we're being presented here, in, especially in verse 4, is that in, in in light of the fact that this world is goes by quickly, the truth is, is that god lives in eternal in eternity time is just a blip in eternity and one day we will step out of this time and we will be in eternity and, and so when i look at this and i read this that that one one day is like a thousand years um it, it causes me to go, am I living my life for today or am I living it in light of today but with the understanding of eternity? Because we will all live in eternity one day. One day this earth will be made new. We will be given a new body, a resurrected body, one that is not given to decay, one that doesn't have just 80 years and then has an expiry date. And so with that, then I want to live in time but being very conscious of eternity. I want to live so that I please my eternal God. Therefore, we go into this part of verses 5 through 12 where we need to, we need to face sin and death. We need to face the reality of sin, the reality of death. If not, we're not living in reality. So let me read these verses here, verse, starting in verse 5, and we'll, we'll look at verse, to, to verse 11, and then we'll look specifically at verse 12. Read with me. You, yet you sweep people away in the sleep, sleep of death. They are like the new grass of the morning. In the morning, it springs up new but by evening it is dry and withered. We are consumed by your anger and terrified by your indignation. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your presence. All our days pass away under your wrath. We finish our years with a moan. Our days may come to 70 years or 80 if our strength endures. Yet the best of them are but trouble and sorrow, for they quickly pass and they fly away. If only we knew the power of your anger. Your wrath is as great as the fear that is due you. When I read this, I see the reality of life and death. I see the reality of the struggle that is as good as I may have it here, as much as I want my days to be good, Really, there's a lot of sorrow, a lot of trouble that I face because every day I face this one reality, I am sinful. I'm reminded of Romans 3.23 where Paul writes, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. As I look at this and you see the word all there, there are times that I like to personalize a scripture. It helps to make sure that I keep in check in reality what is true about me. Where it's easy for me to look around and and see it about other people, I don't want to miss it about me. Because at the end of the day, the one thing that I can do and I am responsible for is me. So let's personalize this as it says, For I have sinned and I have fallen short of the glory of God. That's really what these verses are talking about. Moses is saying the reality is that as I live here on this earth, it is full of trouble, it is full of trials, but it is full of my own folly. And I am sinful. I was born into sin and it will plague me until one day it will not be there anymore. But if I could live with the reality that that, that there is sin and there is death and that I have fallen short of what God requires of me. This aspect of the doctrine of sin is so important. We live in a world that wants everything to be nice, wants everything to be good, wants us to love everyone, and we should love everyone, but there's also an accountability that God has for us for our sin. And when I live with the reality that I have sinned, not somebody else, But I have sinned. I'm not a victim here. I'm a participant. And that death, that the consequence of my sin is death. And that it has infected the whole world, but more importantly, it has infected me. When When I can live in that, then I come to verse 12 where it says, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Here we have it. Our ability to be honest with God is when we can be honest with our sin. And then I can come and I can say, God, teach us or teach me again, put uh, putting a personal side of this, teach me to number my days that I may gain a heart of wisdom. When I can look that my days are fragile, that they are here today and gone tomorrow, then I can say, God, I want to number, I want to, I want to see that every day that I live is important. Every day counts for you. That's what he is saying. And that I would have your wisdom, your wisdom, God, not my wisdom, but your wisdom for each day. What a lovely verse. And then we finish up here in, in, in the last part in 13 to 17. God's un, unfailing or unending love carries us through. I want to read verses 14, 16, and 17 to you and make some comments. Verse 14 says this, satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love that we may sing for joy and be glad all of our days. Here we have this part of of being satisfied with God as unfailing love in the morning. Something about the newness of that is so good. Moses, when he writes this, actually doesn't truly understand what he is saying. For he has yet to experience at this time the beauty of Jesus Christ and the the sacrifice that that truly is this unfailing love. Jesus says in John chapter 25, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will will live even though they die. See, that is the unfailing love. Even though we will come to a earthly end here, we will never come to an end with God. We have this eternal life way beyond heaven, which I wait one day that when I leave this earth before God creates a new heaven and a new earth, that that I will be with him. But there's an unfailing love that carries me through Verse 16 says, may your deeds be shown to your servants, your splendor to their children. I want to be reminded that I want to be enthralled with the splendor of God, God's God's beauty and who he is and what he has done. I, I, I want to be enthralled with that. And I want my children to be enthralled with that. And I want their children to be enthralled with that because that is who God is. His unfailing love is something to be enthralled with. It is something for us to find the splendor in it. And then in, in verse 17, it says, May the favor of the Lord our God rest upon us. Establish the works of your hands for us. Yes, establish the works of your hand. You know, it's, it's here that I see that there is a... Um, a part of going, I want I want to not be moved from what God is doing. I do not want to be moved from what God is doing. So as I wrap this up, I, I, I come to a, a place where I say, do I find myself truly engaged in God's unfailing love that will help me to reflect on my mortality each day? We are better when we begin each day by confessing before the Lord, Lord, here is my day. I I, I lay it out to you for you to use as you want to be used. And at the end of the day, I come and reflect upon that day and, and where I need to, I will confess where I have gone wrong and I will celebrate the victories I have in Jesus. But it all starts with how I view myself. I am here today and gone tomorrow. I'm a man who has uh, who, who is not perfect. And my sin will separate me from God. But I have a God who is who's unfailing in His love, and I can come to Him. And He forgives me, and He restores me. Lord Jesus, this day, may we find ourselves passionate about seeking You. May You be the object of our day. Every hour, every moment, Lord. Thank You that we are reminded that our our time here on this earth is fragile, but we will be with you for eternity. And may we live this day for your purposes, for your eternal purposes. Lord, as you taught us to pray, let your will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. Let your will be done in my life as it is in heaven. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Lord, bless you today.